Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Season of Burnley back in the Premier League. And that means, as we all know, another season of... Their indeterminate chant that they just get going for like 10 minute spells over and over and over and over again. I've no fucking idea what it is. Play up Burnley. Maybe. Play up Burnley. Could it be that? Don't know. Um, too far. Annoying. At half time, I said, I think we're going to win 5 1. They fucking Josh Brown who had to go and ruin it for us, didn't he? Um, great result. I did think that we were going to win today. I just had a suspicion. Burnley, like they like to play now. Vincent Company has them playing out. And I'm glad that we met them before they just like realised that, or before Company realises that he really doesn't have the players to play that way in the Premier League because, yeah, I mean, they were... It felt suicidal, didn't it? That playing the sort of line they were they were doing against us, it felt pretty mad. Son feasted on that hat trick for Sonny Boy. Um, I do think our our front three looked a lot more fluid. I'm gonna say Sonny playing centrally, no Richarlison in there. Um, Man of Solomon took a bit of time to get up to speed, and I, I don't even know if he got fully up to speed. Quite liked a bit of what he was doing. Um, there was some really nice football there, though. Really nice football on show. Um, annoy, actually annoying to concede to. I know that's that's you know that's being a bit precious, and we know that this end system will leave us open to to conceding. Um, the first goal, to be fair, Burnley's first goal was just a very well worked goal. I. I I don't think anyone was to blame for that, personally speaking. Um, I mean, I guess you know, if we if we dial down into it heavily, there's probably someone to blame somewhere along the line. But I just thought it was a I thought it was a nicely made goal, well taken. Um, second goal, maybe Royale was a bit casual, um, but that feels harsh as well. I don't know. Everyone was a bit tired. We were winning. You know, we were winning. 5-1 at that point. These things happen, don't they? Um, I mean, that will be, no doubt, the the manager's job to ensure that, you know, those things don't happen, that we, that we don't concede these kind of goals in the last minutes. Closing stages of games like we have done um, there because... It's all well and good when you do it when you when you got a four goal cushion. It's not so good when you're only winning one nil, you know. So, and I guess that's that's the kind of the the, the lens you have to look at it through. But nice football, free flowing. It's just good to go. It's good to I know obviously it's good for Tottenham to win, but it's good to go up to somewhere like Burnley where. We can put in these type of performances or we can have those really fucking frustrating afternoons. And I thought with them going 1-0 up early, early doors, I was uh, I was expecting, not expecting, I was just fearing that 
it may be one of those days. It may be just one of those days where they get that goal and they, they sit back on it and they really frustrate us. Um, but that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. Didn't let our heads drop. They went back, straight back at it. And I mean, that just the result's brilliant. The result's absolutely fantastic. The first half was... You know, it was much. It was much more closely fought, wasn't it? Hard fought. Um, that Romero. I'm not even sure what they were looking for with Romero. Um, I saw the kind of the Madison thing where they were saying he was offside. But how many stages? How many stages back do you go now for offside? I thought there was some rule where you only could take play back a certain amount of phases of play or something like that before something is offside anymore. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even a hundred percent sure on that. And then the commentary I was watching was saying something about the maybe being a, a an overzealous challenge from Saar in the box on one of the Burnley players, and that's actually what they were looking for, not an offside. Um, I don't know, I don't know, and I don't care because what finish from Romero? Don't know where the hell that came from. The wild bull of the pampas, like what a what a fucking finish, what a goal. Definitely needed that. Lovely. It's it's lovely to actually have Tottenham go to scripts, go to the kind of the the Hollywood script for once. There, we're we're playing that tough game away at Burnley, and let, it would be nice if we could just get one goal before half time to put us in front, and we get that, and we just build on that very successfully in the second half. Um, it was lovely. Sonny's finished for the first goal as well sumptuous absolutely delicious but look you know there was a, a kind of doomsday scenario where these opening few games Brentford away United at home Bournemouth away Burnley away you know some people were predicting that we were going to come away from this run of games lucky to have three points three or four points and here we are sitting second in the table it's it's pretty mad. Um, it is. It is very early days. It's very early days, and I think we saw not only against Fulham but again later on in the game when you start changing out a few of our a few of that first team, a few of that A team. Um, I think the drop off is pretty big. I think. Saar, we do, you know, obviously I'll talk about players individually in a bit, but I think I don't think Saar had his best game today, actually. I don't think Saar had his best game. But you still really felt it when he came off and Hoybier was on the pitch. Um, so uh, that's, that's, that's the main concern. And any team, any team is going to worry about, you know, oh, if we lose our best players, we're not going to be as good. I mean, it's kind of standard, isn't it? It's, why these people are your best players? But... I think with us, there is, it feels a little bit more, I don't know, pointed. Is that is that the right term? I don't know if pointed is the right turn of phrase for it, really. Um, the, the difference is stark, that is my point, between our A team and our B team. And, you know, that's Angie's job. Angie's there to coach them, to hopefully see that, some of these other players on the periphery will be able to come up to you know to, to the standard he expects from the first teamers. Um, 
And that's just what we've got to hope for because we look absolutely brilliant at the moment. We look brilliant and it's just a release. I've been like all day long, um, I've been, just been waiting for the Spurs game. I've been excited again. I, 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 even Whatever about the Fulham game. You know, we didn't even, I mean, we did lose that. I've seen, do you know, I was about to say the thing that I've heard people saying all week that I don't actually even buy, which is we didn't actually lose the Fulham game. We drew it and lost on penalties. We lost the game. Like, Come on, let's not do this sort of gymnastics. But we lost the Fulham game and it was annoying. It was a moment in time. I was annoyed to go out of another cup. Um, but, you know, looking ahead to, to, to the next game and, you know, I can wait. I'm fucking livid that it's an international break now. It's really annoying. Um, I'm mostly fearful that one of our players is going to pick up an injury. I see Madison's being called up to the England team which, you know, I guess it's good for him. I think it's good for players' morale, isn't it? But it's just that fear, isn't it, that somebody's going to, somebody somewhere is going to pick up an injury and derail a bit of this, a bit of this early, a bit of this early promise that we've got going on because we look, we look really good. We look really, really good. It's really exciting. Um, Obviously, we've got Sheffield United away to come uh, when we get back. I think, is it away? It's away, isn't it? We've got like a mad run of away games. Actually, it might be at home, that one, actually, isn't it? Tottenham fixtures. Yeah, it's at home, that one. I was going to say, fuck me. That's, that's a lot. So we've got Sheffield United, which, I mean, you'd hope, you'd hope we can win that one. Then it's the big one, isn't it? Arsenal. Let's just get through the Sheffield United game first, right? Let's get through the Sheffield United game. But all I'm going to say is, I don't think Arsenal will be relishing playing this Tottenham team at the moment. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they'll be looking forward to to how openly we are, how openly we play, and you know they may they may see a chance there to exploit um, any of the gaps we're leaving behind. But I don't know. I think we look we look very we just look very good don't we we look very good some absolutely delicious football in that second half just pure like pure magic knocking the ball about people working for one another right i mean just the stuff i've already been saying in the past few episodes it's like people moving for one another there being a clear plan there players all giving a shit it's pretty mad like james madison is such a leader on the pitch Basuma, leader on the pitch. Sonny, leader on the pitch. Destiny Adagi, I mean, <laughs> he's a kid, but he's one of the leaders on the pitch. Romero, Van de Ven. These type of, like, I guess this profile that we keep hearing about of Postacoglu players, you suddenly see it. Because it just it seems so mad. I would say in particular, Madison, Basuma, Adagi, Van de Ven, Romero, Vicario, in particular, have this kind of, don't know what you would call it, just like elite alpha mentality. Poro, I think he's he's pretty kind of mad on his, you know, on his game. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what I was meant to be saying there, but he just, yeah, he's very passionate, isn't he? You see him sometimes like kicking off when things don't go his way and all that type of thing. Like he, he really gets into it. Um, 
it's just very exciting. It's very, very exciting. And it's very, it's not alien because if, I mean, it feels a bit alien because it's been a good few years since we've been anywhere close to this type of level. It's just astonishing that we've managed to get back here this quickly. And I, I think the, the it is a bit of a it's 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 a, it's a kind of dark cloud over things, isn't it? This idea that you know if we do pick up a couple of injuries, we do have this drop off. But I think for now we just got to go with it, don't we? We just got to ride this wave and enjoy every minute of it, and just to see what happens. You know, players do step up. Heroes heroes come in all shapes and sizes. You never know where they're gonna where they're gonna crop up from. So, you know, I think we got we got a lot to look forward to here. We got Brennan Johnson to add to the mix here as well, who is a sign that I'm actually quite happy about. I think he he looks. I'll be honest, I didn't know an awful lot about the guy before we were really linked with him. Um, funnily enough, I, I didn't realise he's the guy that kicked Richarlison the other year as well when he was doing the. When he was doing the keepy uppies um, against Forest, that seemed to kind of boil the piss of the entirety of the media. Um, but he's, from the kind of compilations and stuff I've watched since, he seems quick. He seems direct. He's young. He's got an eye for goal. Some of his finishes are very nice from a decent tight angle. Dispatches it well. I he just, you know. It's nice to have a young player again who clearly has a high ceiling. I know there's a, a big price tag on there, but I think the homegrown tax is a thing. People have spoken about this, the homegrown tax. I think that is probably a thing. And it is what it is. It's not my, it's not my money, is it? It's, it's not our money. I mean, it sort of is, in a way. Um, the money we put into the club in the various different ways we do it, but still, whatever. It's a decent player. I've been surprised. I have been surprised by the sort of level of negativity um, that's that's you know met the 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 Brennan Johnson from from various different quarters actually. Um, I've seen various different like you know sectors. There's like an interesting Venn diagram of various different people with, with the overlap being skeptical about the Brennan Johnson deal, um, but. I mean, in terms of the money, the football is just warped now. The the figures and everything like that in football are pretty warped. Don't think we need to concern ourselves too much with that. I just think it's an investment in a young player. An investment that, importantly as well, what I failed to mention thus far, is that the manager really wants him. It's an investment in a player that the manager really, really wants. And we've gone out and spent the money. And that's that. I mean... Yeah, I think I probably would like to have seen us sign another number nine, another striker, a focal point. But from what I understand, Johnson can play in a similar role. Sonny today has played that role perfectly, and we still got hope that there's you know some hope for Richarlison in there. Um, probably a bit more defensive cover would have been nice off the bat, but look, whatever. I don't want to get into the transfer window right now. It is what it is. It's gone. Today, we've gone away. We've scored five goals away from home, like at Burnley. Um, yes, they're not, they're not the Burnley of old. They try to play football now for, for, for the meantime anyway. 
it's it's historically not been the happiest hunting ground for us, has it, Burnley? So I'll take that one, even if it did mean listen to for more than I would have liked to have. Please, does anybody know what it is? Play up Burnley. I'm, gu- I'm guessing it's play up Burnley. Play up Burnley. Is it? Maybe? Don't know. I just say bay or bay or... Um, yeah. Five, fuck, man. Five, two. It's just... It's kind of... It's one of those because we just went on that, that mad little run in the middle of the game. What is it? So the goal's coming in the 54th, 63rd and 66th minute. We just kind of blew them away, didn't we? And then when the games are always a bit funny after that, the way they sort of settle down into this place of like, oh, fuck, there's still like 20 minutes of this one left. Um, enough time for us to... And I know this is that old trope of, you're not Spurs unless, but come on, there must have been a few of you as well that there that were sat there thinking like, are we, gonna, can, are we still going to fuck this somehow? It's only the fact that Brownhill got it on the on the... 94th minute, I was like, nah, nah. I mean, it was that th- th- thought in my head of like, maybe they'll get a third now and then suddenly they'll get all excited and then it will just disappear again. But I was more worried about that just from the from the perspective of not that we were going to somehow lose that game in the 94th minute. I think it was 94th of 96 minutes. I was more worried about it just from the perspective that we may... Just ship a couple of goals, and you know we don't want to be we don't want to be doing that right now. We we want to be in a place where we're shoring up our defence. We're not leaking goals. We're not getting rattled. We're not taking our eye off of it. We're not forgetting the way we're supposed to play. Um, and that 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 was kind of my fear. And I I think we we did all right. Their first, like I said, I think their first goal was all right. Is it Foster who scored for them? I think that was an all right goal. Nice finish. Um, second goal was it was a decent enough finish. It was a decent enough finish. I mean, again, there could be the case made that it kind of came off Van der Ven a bit, which he seems to be a bit cursed in that respect, doesn't he? But he's, um, yeah, just fucking let's have it. Let's have it. Beating Burnley is it's always a nice one because they just... They're just one of those weird teams that just... I don't think they just hate Spurs, actually, to be fair. I think Burnley just hate everyone. I think Burnley hate themselves and they hate everyone else. And they're just that type of team. Um, But I never enjoy playing this lot. I never do. I never kind of think, oh, right, this will be a piece of piss. Um, So, you know, let's have it. If you can hear, by the way, I am still dog-cat-sitting. And there's a little cat here, Elliot, who has been... Can you hear him? He only seems to talk when I'm talking. He starts shouting at me. I think he wants me to shut up. But he got run over. um, And he's recovering at the moment. And he's a bit cranky because, you know, he wants to get out of the house, but he can't. He's, He's got to be shut in at the moment while he recovers. And he hates it. He absolutely hates it. Um, And he just, you know... He won't shut up sometimes. It's it's hard. It's hard work. Poor me. You know, feel for me. Um, nice cat, though. Let's do the players. Let's go through the players. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Vicario. Don't think he could have done much for either goal. I think that's just the way it is sometimes. He's, you know, it's like night and day from from the player he was when there were some initial fears over him. He looks a lot more assured now. He looks, again, like he's in, got command of his box and some of his saves are brilliant. He pulled off, I think it was a, another Foster shot in the second half, maybe. I think he pulled off a, a, another very, very good save there. Um, his distribution's pretty decent. I just like him. He's a solid, he's a good goalkeeper. He's a good, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. Very solid. Um, nice. Like, nice. We didn't seem to ship off Hugo Lloris or Hugo Lloris um, this window, did we? Which is a bit weird. I guess we'll just terminate his contract, which seems like quite a sort of sad way for him to go, really, doesn't it? Um, it does just feel like he maybe has a slightly I don't know delusional idea of what his ability is now and what his you know what he should be able to command within the game I guess is he still France's number one you know that's maybe got to count for something but when Lazio don't want you as their number one um, you know and I say that just from the perspective of I mean I hate Lazio I don't have any respect for them at all but I'd just say from the respect of they're what a third tier European side now, really. Um, you know, they don't want you as their number one. I think you maybe need to take a hint, don't you, mate? Um, it was interesting. I think Nice came back for him at the end of the window as well. I heard. I don't know because you know it's the end of the transfer window. You got a lot of stuff coming, you know, flying about and all this type of thing. You don't really know what's true and what's not. But I did see that apparently. I think Nice came back in for Ugo. Um, but it didn't happen, obviously. But I, I'd assume that we'll just end up terminating his contract. I don't know. Pedro Porro, I actually thought he was pretty good today. I thought Porro was decent. Um, I, I don't really know whether or not he got caught out for the first one. I'm not sure. I, like I say, I, I feel like Burnley just it was a it was a good move, well executed, well worked. Um, you know, they got the better of us on that occasion and that's just what happens. Um, but I thought Poro was solid for most of the game. I think his, you know, his his athleticism is an asset to this system. Um, I think his passion, his determination is an asset to probably any system, any team. Solid player. He's, I'm warming to him a lot. I am warming on him a lot. Um, I still... You know, I still don't know if he's ideal for this system. I don't know if he's the ideal 
Ange Postacoglu player, but what I will say is that right now, at least, he's definitely trying his best to be as good as he can be for this system. And he's a young player, you know? Nothing is set in stone. These guys are, you know, these guys are athletes. These guys are motivated winners and all this type of thing. Like, they're... If there's a way in which he can gain an advantage and stay playing and be the number one for that position, I, you know, he got back him to take that, and you know, let's just hope he can continue to grow and improve within this system with Postacoglu's coaching, and then we'll be we'll be laughing because we've seen, you know, we've seen when we bloody played Sporting last year, he was absolutely fantastic against us. It's partly, you'd assume what convinced us to splash the splash the cash on him, so. Yeah, decent. Um, Christian Romero, I thought, was solid today. Again, you know, it's the type of game where the crowd are the crowd are sort of on the wind-up. They hate, like I say, they hate everyone else. It's the sort of game where you can imagine him losing his head a bit, especially we conceded early, where he starts to get a bit f- frustrated, a bit petulant, but he managed to keep it together. He put in some very, very decent tackles, as I've sort of said previously, his uh, I think his physical his physicality is an absolute you know gift for Ange Postacoglu. He was he was very very good. He was very very good today, and what a goal! What a goal from him! Um, absolutely, absolutely outstanding. What a finish! No idea where you know where that had come from to be honest, but he was he was brilliant. Um, Mickey van der Ven, great as well. It's it's funny, isn't it? He's he is. I find him Vertonghen like. Um, with, I mean, a, a level of physicality that I don't think Vertonghen had. But Vertonghen was still Vertonghen was a bit of an athlete, man. Like he was. It's not as quick as van der Ven, but he was still pretty nimble. I always thought of Vertonghen. He was silky. Um, and there's a touch of that to to van der Ven which is really nice. Like, he's a, he's a really good player. He's a really good player. I think everybody, really, when we were dealt those options, the uh, the potentials of Tapsober or Van der Ven before the start of the season, nine out of ten people, I think, were saying, you know, Tapsober, based on not an awful lot. Um, from the bits I'd seen, from the few, like, statistical kind of pie charty things I'd seen flying about... And from a couple of highlight reels I watched, I wanted to tap sober. I thought he looked he looked stronger, but Van der Ven has really surprised me. Again, he was really, really solid today. Really solid, really decent performance, I thought. Um, you know, great to see. Destiny a doggy. I mean, I just I've gone on about him before and I continue to 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 say the same stuff. But the, he's just a sensation. He's an absolute sensation. I can't quite believe how good he is. I said on Twitter that he's too good for us and fucking you know, got called a weirdo or something like that. Like, it's not that fucking weird, is it? I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> sort of some self-flagellation. I'm just saying, like, he looks like the type of player that would improve anybody. He looks like the type of player that walks into Real Madrid's team. Like, that's the point I'm trying to make when I say he's too good for us. I'm fucking happy to have him. I'm not trying to get rid of him. I'm just saying he's very, very, very good. I think he makes Manchester City a better team. They've just won the fucking treble. Like, 
I think he's that good. I think he is unbelievable. Like, what a talent. What a talent. He's got the lot, hasn't he? He's absolutely got the lot. He's He's got, you know, speed. He's got um, technical ability. He's got strength. I mean, he's, he's dare I say it, he's sort of Bale-esque at times. Like, it's... I do wonder if we'll see him playing kind of further up the pitch later on in his career, but he's just, he's such an unbelievable player. I, I can't quite believe he's ours. I can't quite believe that he's at this level already, that he's come from, you know, Udinese, going to be one of these players that, okay, we might have to give a bit of time. We've kind of seen how it's gone with, you know, Reguilón, Sessignon. Maybe he'll be competing with one of those two to see who will play left back. But he just, from the very start, from even, I know it's just pre season, whatever, but even just from pre season, you could just see it was class. It was the same with Delhi. You know, when, when we started bringing Delhi in in pre season and we were thinking, okay, this kid will be good in a couple of years' time. And then you just saw him again, you know, nutmeg. Luka Modric and just playing in that Real Madrid game you're like okay okay this Delhi lad is he's he's ready <laughs> like you can just tell he's good he knows he should be there and he's good enough to be there he backs himself the same with the doggy like he's he's clearly a very special player um, I'm just delighted he's ours delighted he's ours Pape Matassar I love him I love Pape Matassar um I was talking to a couple of my, I won't I won't name them just in case you know they don't want to be called negative or something. But I was talking to a couple of my mates the other day um, who were kind of a bit like I'm not really that big on because we were talking about um, Saar and Basuma going to the Afcon. Um, I said, well, who is it? Who plays? If you know, be like a coming back from injury, Bentancur, or then you're looking at Hoybeer and Skip. Um, which you know doesn't sound quite as nice, does it? Really? Um, they were both a bit like, I just don't really rate Skip anymore. You know, I just don't really rate him. And the thing is, I was saying like, I think it's slightly unfair because I do still think Skip is very solid. I think he's a decent player. I think he is the player that every squad needs. Not only is he homegrown, but I just think he's you know steady Eddie. He's not particularly flashy. I mean, his goal against Chelsea last year was pretty decent, pretty flashy, but he's not a particularly flashy player. He just kind of gets on with it. But I think it's just the fact that he's been grouped with Pape Matassar for so long, the two of them. Who's going to make the breakthrough out of these two? They're kind of interchangeable. Hopefully one of them will kick on. And Pape Matassar has just kicked on. I mean, he's just, I think he. the fact he is at just at such another level to Oliver Skip kind of downplays I guess I think skips qualities um, but Saar is just he's good I, I do have to say I do think today he was actually a bit sloppy at times I don't think it was his his best performance um, he picked up that yellow card for kind of throwing the ball behind him it's the rules now I mean you know he's a young player these things are going to happen I think the rule is pretty mad, to be honest. I think it's silly. Whatever. It's a part of football that has not bothered anybody for forever. Um, 
is fine. The fact that that carries the same punishment as stopping an opposition breakaway purposefully by the yellow card. It just, it, you know, make it make sense for me. Um, it's just a bit silly. But it's not even that. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really that arse. Like I say, he's a young player. If he's going to be a bit petulant here and there, fine. You know, these are the years that he learns to kind of iron that stuff out of his game. I do just think at times, maybe a little bit today, his, I think there were a couple of times I noticed his positioning felt a little bit wonky, if you like, and sometimes his passing was a little bit astray. Um, but for the most part, it was very good. That's just me kind of splitting heads. And it's in comparison to some of his other performances. I'm just saying, I just think it wasn't quite um, at the level he's been at for the past couple of games. But, I mean, he's a he's an astonishingly good young player, I think. Um, and nobody's still gotten back to me. Nobody's gotten back to me on whether or not anyone else agrees that he's kind of in a similar mould to somebody like Ben Tanko. Because I really do feel that. I really do feel that there's a nice interchange there um similar similarish profile i think um if anything i think what sars got more so than bentenko is that ability to kind of run at the opposition there's an almost box-to-box quality about him um where he makes those driving runs and he's getting on the end of he might you know what Sar might be a decent one for fantasy football he might get a f- decent amount of kind of assists even if they are like Tom Carroll type assists and goals he seems to like having a shot he seems to like getting up the pitch and having a shot and I absolutely love that in a midfielder I absolutely love that it feels like that's one of those kind of almost dying arts from midfielders that they are there to you know be these kind of facilitators of play not somebody that just can twat a ball when they fancy it every now and again um, I mean, that used to be like, you know, noughties Premier League style where you just get someone like, you know, Michael Essien or whatever, just <laughs> running it up the pitch and twatting one from about 40 yards. Um, that type of football does seem to be dying out a bit now. Like I say, it's more about these guys moving the ball, moving it out for the wingers, shielding the defenders, all this type of stuff. But it is nice to see still that you've got these... You know, a young player like Papo Matasar that hasn't lost the age-old art of just having it, um, twatting one at goal. Yves Basuma, you know, I just thought was his same brilliant, solid self today. Um, I just think he's, you know, what can we say about the guy that hasn't already been said? What was what was Antonio Conte thinking? He's he's a he's a very good player. He's very very solid. Um, I think he's going to start becoming one of those players that maybe people start saying, well, you know, I don't really see what he does. I'm not really realise what he did today because he's so, like, brilliant all the time that his how good he is might get normalised. But I think he's walked into this midfield and suddenly made us look so much more solid. Because I think this is one of my main takeaways from the past, well, from all of these Premier League games we've had so far, is that we do look in control of matches and we look so much more settled. We look so much more composed in our play, both defensively and attacking. Even when we went 1-0 down early doors against Burnley, we didn't start to panic. We 
didn't kind of lose our heads. We didn't start, you know, forgetting our game plan or anything like that. And some of this is down to the, to the I mean, a lot of this is down to the coaching, obviously, the the values and the 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 way in which Ange Postecoglou wants us to play. But I do think players like Basuma really help with this as well. Basuma, who is just seems to have such a steady head on, who seems to be, like I say, a leader, not only a leader on the pitch. Um, but one of our best players as well. It's always, you know, it's, it's a heady mix that, and it's, it's, I think, allowing Spurs to play with a level of confidence that we haven't done for quite a few years. Dare I say, we haven't done since we had Dembele and Wanyama in that midfield. That was kind of the last time I think I've seen Spurs actually just look comfortable and like, yeah, we're the better team here. Because I feel that for the past years, and I reckon probably even in the last year of Pochettino's reign, okay, we had that mad run at Ajax, but we were just the underdogs making our way through in that one. It felt almost like a 2.0 version of the Harry Redknapp run um, in the Champions League, where we were those plucky underdogs making our way through the competition. Prior to that, I think we'd actually, we've looked better at times and we'd come undone. I throw back to maybe, I think it's 2017, 18, when we had the, the that kind of, you know, that similar-ish Nike kit to what we've got now, all white with the little kind of thing there, where we think we got knocked out by Juventus in the end. Um no, we didn't get we didn't get knocked out by Juventus in that one. That was the year before, wasn't it? We got knocked out by Juventus the year before, and then did we have them in the group stages the year after? And we drew with them at the the study of Della. Let me have a look at this now. Either way, I think in that season we um. We looked no 27, 2018. Yeah, that's the year we lost to. That's the year we lost to Juventus. That's fucking shit, wasn't it? That was well annoying. Um, but th- I feel that 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 time, we had players like Dembele there after you know the sixteen seventeen season as well, where we just looked good. We looked good. We looked like just like a strong team when we did win games. It wasn't this kind of panicked ah we've got a goal let's hang on to it like we've actually had for the past two three years now be it Mourinho be it Nuno Espirito Santo be it Antonio Conte we've I know their type of football has meant that chances are such a premium that Spurs goals are at such a premium but still we never particularly felt that assured or that comfortable and I just really this is one of the main things about this Tottenham team so far. We do play some lovely fluid football. Um, we are playing with a lot of confidence. Our first eleven is very strong. It is very good. And I don't think what I'm, you know, what I have been saying about this, the, the midfield, and what I'm about to say, really undermines any of that. But like, I think what really shines for me most of all, like I say, is just this solidity to what it is that we do. Um, to everything that we do. And I think so much of this, really, in short, too long didn't read, comes from Yves Basuma, who 
I just think he's brilliant. I think he's I think he's a masterful player. Um I feel very lucky to have him. I think he's 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 a I think he's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. Um Deki, Dejan Kulisevsky. I thought he was good today, I thought he was okay. Um you know, if I was to be a little bit pedantic, not pedantic, but again, if I was to really sort of narrow down on him, maybe some of his plays are a little predictable. Um I think there's something about him that like he's lacking a bit of spark at the moment. He's lacking a bit of just that extra little bit of verve. But even in light of that, even without that, I think Kulisevsky is still a very solid player. He's an absolute handful for the opposition. He's a very intelligent player. He reads the game so nicely, um, whether it's about him moving into space to receive a pass or watching what his teammates are doing to pick out a pass or at least try his best to pick out a pass. Um, I, 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 do think he's, I do think he's a very solid player. Um, I just think we've already seen, so I can, I can comfortably say I know, he's capable of more. And with that being the case, performances like today where he's not really done anything wrong, he's, he's actually been good, he's been solid, there's just that bit of him where, where just in the back of my head, there's just that little feeling like I'd like to see a bit more from him because I know he's capable of more. That's that's kind of that's, that's what I'd say. But I think he was good today. I do think he was good. I think he was very, you know, I think he's a brilliant player. Manos Solomon. Um, it's funny. I think it's going to take him a bit of time to get up to speed because I think there was, I think maybe in the early stages, he seemed a bit... All over the place. He was overhitting his passes. He overhit that one pass to Madison, and Madison was fucking fuming. He was really livid with him. Um, but he works really hard. He, you know, he's so quick. The way he carries the ball is, you know, an asset to the team. Um, he laid off the ball very nicely for, yeah, for Sonny's goal, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. I think it was. Sonny's first goal. Um, don't know if he got any more assists in there as well. Actually, I'm not 100 percent if he did or not. But he, uh, I think, I think overall, I think overall, he had a good performance. I think he was good. I don't think he was brilliant. I don't think he was bad. Um, I do seem to see him attract a fair amount of criticism. I would say more than more than praise. Um, but I think he's decent. I, I've liked what I've seen from him so far. Um, and I think today, I think the, the 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 front four, I should say, really, is as fluid as I've seen it. I think it's. I think we. It's not just because we scored five goals, but I think for for moments in this game, we were we were brilliant. We were really really good, and you know. I think, yeah, I think Simon, you have to give him his dues. I think he contributed contributed to that. James Madison, I mean, number one, what a, what a goal. Like, what a goal. Um, it's exactly the sort of thing we've been expecting from him. Um, it's the sort of thing we've seen him do. It's the sort of thing that led me to think he was a bit of a match of the day player. But there's just so much more to his game, isn't there? There's so much more to his game than just like the old flashy goal. 
he is just he is the creative fulcrum of the team now um he just seems to be a doggy as well actually this is one thing i think i missed out on what i was saying about a doggy but with james madison as well he seems to be everywhere everywhere all the time especially in the attacking in the attacking part of the pitch he works so hard and he's just always there providing that kind of vessel for the for the you know for the play to be switched for other people to run in from behind and overlap and make a pass to them a doggy in particular is somebody that seems to do that quite a lot um and madison is just he's got that he did it a couple of times today he's got this beautiful beautiful knack of selling selling the, like selling across all the time um and then sending the sending the defender for a hot dog, as they say. He's he's got a lovely knacker doing that. His ball control's so nice, and he just like I was saying after the last match, he just reads the play so beautifully. He he's he is in two places at the same time. He's beating his man, and he's already thinking about what he's going to do with it next move. He's 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 a glorious, glorious player. Um, I know it's early days, but honestly, I mean, dare I say, I think he's maybe better than Ericsson ever was. <laughs> like for us, I, I, you know, I actually let's let's you know let's hold fire on that because Ericsson showed up in some very big games for us, and Ericsson played at a very consistent high level for a long time for us. So, you know, I think Madison has has a way to go before I can really say that as a definitive. But I think from what we're seeing so far, the way in which he can control a game almost, I don't know if I ever saw that kind of thing from Ericsson. Um, Madison has really stepped up, really stepped up um, since Kane has gone. And, I mean, you know, they played a couple of games together. But for Madison to come into this environment, come into a new team and assert himself as one of the top dogs is it is impressive. It's impressive. Um, and he's a phenomenal player. I mean, it looks... I know Ange had a laugh about it, saying in, in what world is 45 million bucks? I think he said bucks um, and then corrected himself to pounds. In what world is 45 million a bargain? But, you know... It is. Come on, man. Like when we're seeing some of the figures that are flying around this summer, to to know that we got James Madison for forty five mil is pretty astonishing. Um, a fantastic player, fantastic player. Hummin Son, you know, I've been saying like for the past few weeks that I've liked the position he's been occupying on the pitch, playing on that kind of on that wing, being some sort of creative force for the team, but. What we saw today from Sonny was Sonny at his goal scoring best, wasn't it? He's such a ruthless finisher, man. When he when he's like when he's got his confidence, when he's got the wind in his sails like he has today. I don't know if there's like I don't know if there's many better finishers in the game. I honestly don't. Like Sonny has a knack for scoring just those beautiful rifled arrowed goals which is ironic because his first goal was that beautiful dinked little chip over the keeper um which was just so instinctive 
You know, it just came to him just in an instant to just do that. Executed it perfectly. Um, delightful. Hattrick isn't, you know, there's nothing short of what he deserved. Seeing his, there were some fears around the last year that he'd lost a kind of, you know, a yard of his pace or something. Certainly didn't look that way today. He exploited that Burnley high line time after time and they must have been fucking buzzing when he came off the pitch because it looked like he could have gotten himself four or five today. He really, really was, really was sensational. Um, you know, I think if we're looking at kind of games like the Arsenal game, looking ahead to that, I think I'd want Sonny to be playing in that position. I do. Um, Because I think the I think the drop off to Richarlison from him versus the drop off from Son to Solomon in this you know in the left hand side of the pitch is 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 different. It's different, and I don't think it's quite as stark. Um, I know we don't want to we don't want to like lose faith in Richarlison. We want to keep him on side, but at the same time, you know, I think the the team looked better without him there. And again, even when he came on in that second half, we'll talk about Richarlison now. When he came on in that second half, he came on with real kind of verve. He came on with a real kind of drive. You can tell he thought, you know, there's a goal or two here for me. And then when it didn't go his way straight away again, it was the same dropped heads, walking about. He nearly got, I thought, well, no, he did get caught offside at one point because he just stayed up behind the defence and was just walking back again. It's not it's not what I want to see um, if he's frustrated I get it but for now I, I want to see I'd rather see Son play up there and see the team score goals in the way it has today because this team does create a lot of opportunities and you know we can't operate on sentiment we can't operate on sentiment Richarlison's been given a crack he will be you know continue to be given opportunities and chances but I do feel that I guess with Brennan Johnson coming in as well maybe Kulisevsky goes over to the left I don't think Johnson can play off the left can he I'm not sure I'm not sure how we'd sort the team out but with Johnson coming in you know that's another kind of attacking winger to add to the mix Maybe the temptation will be there to, to leave Son up top and keep Richarlison on the bench and have him as some type of impact player. Because, um, like I say, if you were to ask me right now, don't even have to think about Arsenal, let's look at Sheffield United. Do I want Richarlison to, you know, would I want him to get his place back at, at the top of the team and have Sonny drop down into the left? No, I don't. I want to see Son stay there because um, he was brilliant today and... You know, that's that. Oliver Skip, um, I thought he was decent enough when he came on. Um, and that's kind of Oliver Skip, isn't it? Pierre Mahoybier, I think the drop-off when he came on was stark. Um, I do find it quite strange that we are playing him right now at the moment. Um, we brought him on before Skip. I'm surprised that Skip wasn't brought on immediately as the as the change for Saar. Um, 
and I say this given that we've just spent the past week or so trying to sell Pierre and Mahoybier. Um It just feels a bit weird. Um, I don't think there was anything kind of aberratively terrible about his performance today. I just thought it was a very Hoybierian performance. Just not great. And I think our midfield immediately feels more disjointed. Look, there's a reason why the team stopped playing as well. Um, we had scored five goals. So that's definitely a part of it. You can't all pin that all on Hoybier. But the team just didn't operate as smoothly as it did when he was there. Um, and it's generally the way it is with him. He runs forwards. He shouts at other people to, you know, fill in. And he just, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's annoying that we didn't manage to ship him out, I think. Because it feels feels all a bit done, doesn't it? Um, Emerson Royale was actually oddly kind of slack when he came on, I thought. I thought he... Um, he was okay, but there were there were a couple of moments where I was just watching him, thinking that he's not he's not paying attention properly. He's not really reading the game very well, um, which is surprising because I often think he's quite defensively, especially quite steady, um, quite decent at what he does. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't. I don't think he was particularly great today, but you know he wasn't on for long, so whatever even Perisic barely on for any time at all um, there was some talk again that we were trying to get rid of him at, yesterday at the end of the transfer window uh, which surprised me because I think he's been he's been good he's been great under Ange he's been good ever since Conte went um, but yeah not not much to report on him today really I didn't think so um, but overall 5-2 going into the international break with a win like that absolutely fantastic Um so yeah, um, if you do enjoy the pod, please do you know like, subscribe, share it, all that type of thing. Leave a rating, leave a review on your chosen podcast platform. Um, I do have a Patreon now as well, patreon.com slash rtrpod, where I do preview pods, do a Thursday bulletin, do a, a pod called the Robbie Keane Ultras. The latest episode of that has just dropped. Um, various different little things going on, on there. Um, so yeah, Thanks to everyone who has subscribed thus far, who is supporting the show. Really do appreciate it. Um, if, you know, I understand that, you know, times are hard. So if you can't do that, no worries. I would just appreciate it. Like I say, if you could share the podcast, share it on Twitter, Reddit, wherever. Um, much appreciated, you know. Um, and, yeah, I put these on YouTube now as well. There you go. These post-match pod things so you can watch me talk if you don't want to listen to me talk that's about it gamble on you spurs even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.